Foster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. 18 violations and fines had been levied against that New York City cab involved in Monday's crash, in which the cab jumped the curb, leaving three women critically hurt. One has lost her leg. President Biden Tuesday warning COVID funding will dry up by year's end, citing the need to fund the next viral pandemic. Senate negotiators reach agreement on new gun control legislation following May's mass shootings. Warnings from top business executives at a World Economic Forum of a looming recession. As of July, masks will be optional for theater goers attending Broadway shows. The cab that barreled into a Manhattan building Monday, leaving three women in critical condition and injuring three others, had been cited for a slew of past violations and fines. Authorities say the cab had been cited for 18 road violations since late 2019. Those violations include speeding in school zones and running red lights record show. The cab's driver, 6-year-old Khan Zahanger, was westbound on 29th Street, turning left onto Broadway with the right-of-way when a 50-year-old man on a city bike blew through a red light into his path, causing this collision. It's not clear, though, if Zahanger was the driver who incurred these violations. Here's New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Watching those New Yorkers that responded the way they did, it just shows how compassionate we are as a city. Uh, They were not involved in the immediate accident, but they clearly responded to help uh, those who uh, were injured. They didn't know if they were tourists or not. They just responded in a normal way that New Yorkers do so uh, during the time of a tragedy. The two women became pinned underneath the yellow Toyota RAV4 hybrid, and about 20 hero New Yorkers worked to lift the roughly 4,200-pound vehicle off them. One critically injured woman has lost a leg. A second woman may suffer the same fate. President Joe Biden visited a COVID-19 vaccination clinic in Washington, D.C. yesterday. He said that the United States has enough COVID funding to get through this year. However, more money is needed to plan for the next pandemic. We do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing for fairly well. That's why we need the money. Biden visited the clinic to highlight that all Americans are eligible for a COVID-19 vaccination shot following CDC approval for kids age five and under two, six months. Anybody age six months and up now eligible for these vaccines. Biden also delivered a thinly veiled criticism of Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who blocked his health department from ordering and delivering pediatric vaccines in his state. In the wake of two mass shootings in May, negotiators in the U.S. Senate have now reached a final agreement on new gun regulations. Agreement reached on a provision of the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act regarding the definition of a boyfriend or intimate partner related to domestic violence or abuse convictions. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell spoke about the framework earlier this month. Coming together kind of behind a framework which hopefully can be turned into legislative language and passed. Um, 
for myself, I'm comfortable with the framework, and if the legislation ends up reflecting what the framework uh, indicates, I'll be supportive. The legislation expands background checks for individuals between the ages of 18 and 21. It includes a financial incentive for states to implement red flag laws, also increases mental health funding and money for school training and safety. Under red flag laws, individuals or entities could petition a court to remove a person's guns if they're deemed a threat to themselves or others. The bill is expected to have more than enough votes to overcome the 60-vote threshold to clear a filibuster in the U.S. Senate, which is, of course, divided 50-50. Between Democrats and Republicans, House leaders are expected to quickly begin consideration of the bill. President Biden has encouraged passage. Delegates at the second annual Qatar Economic Forum warn the U.S. is headed for a recession. The warnings are from the likes of Tesla Chief Executive Officer Elon Musk and Noriel Rubini to Atlas Merchant Capital's Bob Diamond and Stan Chart's Bill Winters. Diamond also said the Fed's rate hike was the correct move. And another 75 basis point increase in July is probably appropriate, Diamond said. Here's White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre. We don't see a recession right now. That is not we're not in a recession right now. Uh, right now we're in a transition where we, we will we are uh, going to go into a place of stable and steady growth. And that's going to be uh, that's that's going to be our focus. Goldman Sachs economists cut their U.S. growth forecast and warned that the risk of recession is rising. Former Treasury Secretary Steve Munchen said inflation in the U.S. can be brought under control if Energy prices settle down and the Federal Reserve follows through on its pledge to continue raising interest rates. Well, if you're planning on seeing Wicked or any other Broadway musical this summer, you can breathe easier. Masks will be optional for theater goers attending Broadway shows starting in July. The Broadway League made the mask optional policy announcement Tuesday. It removes the industry-wide mandate that has been in place since July 2021, which is set to expire after June 30th. Charlotte St. Martin, president of the Broadway League, spoke to the 77 WABC Early News. We're very proud of our our track record because we've now had over 3.7 million theater goers attend a Broadway show since we returned with no outbreaks uh, or super spreader Uh, claims at all. And while masks will not be mandated, the Broadway League is still encouraging audience members to mask up. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, cloudy today, high 68 with a 40% chance of showers, cloudy overnight, low 64, showers likely, and then tomorrow any rain should end by early afternoon, mostly cloudy skies and a high of 71 right now, 66 cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. Tuesday's fourth public hearing of the Democratic-led House Committee investigating the January 6th Capitol riot featured key witness Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. He told the committee he was asked by former President Trump to investigate the results of the 2020 presidential elections in his state. Trump believed that there were enough fraudulent ballots to reverse the outcome and make him the winner. Committee leaders played audio tapes of Trump's calls to Raffensperger. The ballots are corrupt, and you're going to find that they are, which is totally illegal. It's, it's, it's more illegal for you than it is for them, because you know what they did, and you're not reporting it. That's a, you know, that's a criminal 
That's a criminal offense. Raffensperger said that he maintained his position that the Georgia election was not rigged nor subject to fraud. Former President Trump has issued a 12-page rebuttal to the January 6th committee's findings, saying that they are designed to deter from the Democrats' failed agenda and his potential 2024 White House run. Law enforcement authorities had enough officers on the scene of the Uvalde school massacre in Texas to have stopped the gunman three minutes after he entered the school building. That statement from Colonel Steve McGraw, who's director of the Texas Department of Public Safety. He testified at a state Senate hearing on the police handling of the tragedy. The only thing stopping a hallway of dedicated officers from in room 111 and 112 was the on-scene commander who decided to place the lives of officers before the lives of children. Police officers with rifles instead stood and waited in a school hallway for nearly an hour while the gunman carried out the May 24th attack at Robb Elementary School that left 19 children and two teachers dead. The 18-year-old gunman used an AR-15-style semi-automatic rifle. Delays in the law enforcement response have become the focus of federal, state, and local investigations. McGraw told the Senate committee that Pete Arandondo, the Uvalde School District Police Chief, allegedly decided to put the lives of officers ahead of the lives of children. In his opinion, the school will be demolished. As we mentioned earlier, amid backlash, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis Monday reaffirmed his decision not not to pre-order newly authorized COVID-19 vaccines for children under the age of five following CDC approval. We're following the data. You look at these European countries, uh, they are... Uh, a lot of them don't even allow Moderna for under age 30, or they recommend against it. So that was always that. We still have not ordered it. We're not going to order it. DeSantis Air Florida is the only U.S. state that did not pre-order COVID-19 vaccines for kids under five before the Food and Drug Administration authorized them days ago. Pfizer's vaccine is one-tenth of its adult dose and is intended for kids six months to four years old. Moderna's shot contains one-fourth of the dose given to adults and is intended for children six months to five years old. The shots will likely be given in three-course series. Well, chaos yesterday, a plane arriving from Santo Domingo at Miami International Airport caught on fire after it made a crash landing. It also tore through a communications tower in a small building. The Red Air Civilian Transport Aircraft Flight 203 tore through a communications tower in another small building around 5.30 p.m. Tuesday, erupting into fire. Unofficially, the aircraft experienced landing gear issues. About 140 people and 11 crew members were on board at the time. Fire rescue crews responded to the scene and were able to quickly douse out the fire using foam trucks. According to Miami-Dade Fire Rescue, three people suffered injuries and were transported to area hospitals. The FAA and NTSB are investigating. Well, jurors at a civil trial found Tuesday that Bill Cosby sexually abused a 16-year-old girl at the Playboy Mansion in 1975. The Los Angeles County jury delivered the verdict in favor of Judy Huth, who is now 64 years old, awarding her a half million dollars. The verdict comes nearly a year after Cosby's Pennsylvania criminal conviction for sexual assault was thrown out and he was freed from prison. Survivor Lily Bernard reacted to the verdict on CBS News in Los Angeles. 
guilty, though his conviction was overturned, you cannot change the fact that a jury of his peers, after listening to all the evidence, all the witnesses found him guilty of sexual assault. Huff's lawsuit was one of the last remaining legal claims against Cosby after his insurer settled many other cases against his will. Cosby did not attend the trial or testify in person. Short clips from the 2015 video deposition were played for jurors, however, in which Cosby denied any sexual contact with Huff. Three months after the Russian ruble's value fell to less than a U.S. penny amid the toughest economic sanctions imposed on a country in modern history, Russia's currency has now mounted a stunning turnaround. The ruble has jumped 40 percent against the dollar since January. Jane Foley, head of foreign exchange for Rabobank London, said it was unclear whether this stability will be long lived. Many people in the U.S. and in Europe and, and elsewhere in, in, in the allied world aren't actually allowed to trade the Russian ruble because mm. of the sanctions. And by the same token, of course, Russia has banned foreigners from selling Russian assets. So there are many people, perhaps those 400 companies that have said they're pulling out of Russia, uh, who would like to sell assets but can't. Russia's aggressive measures to keep money from leaving the country in combination with a dramatic rise in fossil fuel prices are working to create demand for rubles and pushing up its value. 77 WABC Time Check 515. Justin Ellick's here with a look at sports. Morning, Justin. Good morning, Deb. Happy hump day. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. A rough day on the diamond yesterday with the Yankees and Mets both dropping their contest. Nestor Cortez and the rest of the Yankees pitching staff couldn't figure out Tampa's Isaac Paredes for the life of them as the Rays' first baseman went deep in his first three at-bats to help Tampa pull away from the Bombers, ultimately securing the 5-4 win in the middle middle game of their three-game set. The rubber match is set for tonight at 7.10 p.m. Eastern Time with Jordan Montgomery set to face Tampa's Tampa Bay's Shane Baz. As for the Mets, they endured an unpleasant welcome into Houston to the tune of an 8-2 loss to the Astros in the opener of a short two-game series. Houston slugger Jordan Alvarez hit a two-run dinger, and Kyle Tucker notched three RBI and a route to the Astros' win over the Metropolitans. Trevor Williams suffered the loss for New York, so Carlos Carrasco will try and pick up his slack in the series finale this afternoon at 2.10 p.m. Eastern. He'll be going up against Houston's Luis Garcia. And not that any of us are surprised, but the NHL made it official yesterday, naming New York Rangers goaltender Igor Shosturkin this year's Vezina Trophy winner. The award is handed to the best tender in the league for that season, and Shosturkin is the first blue shirt to win the award since his predecessor, King Henrik Lundqvist, won it in 2012. Congratulations are most certainly in order for Shesty. News out of the NFL yesterday as well as Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight end Rob Gronkowski is once again calling it quits from the NFL. The 33-year-old announced the decision via his social media saying, quote, I gave it everything I had, good or bad, every time I stepped out on the field. Take this news with a grain of salt, though, as Gronk's agent told ESPN that he wouldn't be surprised if the tight end is lured back out of retirement eventually by his partner in crime, Tom Brady. And finally, another big name breaking the hearts of PGA Tour supporters worldwide as Brooks Kepka will join his brother Chase and others in the controversial LIV Golf Invitational Series. Brooks has, Brooks has withdrawn from the PGA Tour event scheduled for this weekend and will begin playing for the LIV 
uh, Golf Invitational come June 30th. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Next, Justin, your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Showers today, cloudy or high 68. Overnight showers continue the low 64. Rain should end by early afternoon tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high of 71. And right now, 66 cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. Frank Morano standing by with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The markets will open today after a sharply higher start to the holiday-shortened week. The major index has gained more than 2% as tech shares and energy stocks help fuel a broad-based rally. The Dow Jones Industrial rose 641 points. The S&P 500 added nearly 90 points. And the Nasdaq gained 270 points. The National Association of Realtors said existing home sales dipped in May for the fourth consecutive month while prices continued to soar. Total existing home sales in May, the most recent month for which data is available, fell 3.4% over April to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 5.4 million units. From a year earlier, sales sank 8.6%. Amidst high gas prices, you'll have a better time looking for a full-size truck or SUV if you're in the market for a new car. The problem is partly demand. High gas prices have Americans searching for more fuel-efficient cars. But it's also because of an ongoing global microchip shortage, causing automakers not being able to build enough cars as the market demands. A new report from the New York Times says Chinese companies that produce raw materials for electric vehicle batteries show indications of using forced labor. The Times reported that mining conglomerate Xinjiang Nonferrous Metal Industry employs hundreds of Uyghurs, an ethnic minority in China, as part of a so-called work transfer program. The report was published on the eve of the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act taking effect in the United States, which prohibits goods made with forced labor in Xinjiang from entering the U.S. market. I'm Frank Moreno on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. And after yesterday's gains, futures in the red this morning. The Dow's down 436 points at 30,089. S&P down 62.5. The Nasdaq's dropped 219 points. Gold down as well, $11.30 an ounce at $1,827.50. As for crude oil, it is down $5.01 a barrel at $104.51. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, the cost of living in Manhattan, it's going up. The New York City Rent Guidelines Board voted to increase rents for one- and two-year leases last night. The board voting five to four to raise rent for rent-stabilized apartments to three and a quarter percent. That's for a one-year lease and five percent for two-year leases. Vito Signorelli of the Rent Stabilization Association spoke to ABC7. There was a 22-month eviction moratorium. There were financial measures such as extended unemployment assistance, uh, rental assistance that helped tenants cover their rental arrears. But over that two-year period, there were thousands of building owners who still have rent that has been unpaid over that two-year period. New York City Mayor Eric Adams said the board's decision will be a burden to tenants at a difficult time. But the mayor also acknowledged that small landlords are at risk of bankruptcy because of years of no rent increases and no evictions during COVID. There was swift pushback on the vote from organizations like New Settlement and the Legal Aid Society, the latter of whom called the vote shameful.
Well, that is the sound of New York City officials crushing nearly 100 dirt bikes Tuesday. New York City Mayor Adams saying he's determined to eradicate the menacing vehicles from local streets. And all 92 of these illegal rides were pulverized under a bulldozer at the Erie Basin Auto Pound of Iguanas Bay in Brooklyn as the mayor vowed to continue City Hall's war on the unauthorized recreational machines. The bikes are not street legal in the city. NYPD Commissioner Keechant Sewell had a stern message for people riding these illegal dirt bikes. To anyone who illegally operates an ATV, dirt bike, or other such vehicle on the streets of New York City, we will seize that bike and we will destroy it. Adams and the NYPD have taken about 900 of these bikes and ATVs off the streets of the Big Apple so far this year. That's about an 88% bump over the past year. Privately run vaccination sites all across New York City yesterday began administering COVID-19 doses to young children over six months of age following CDC approval. One site, the Montefiore Family Care Center, Anna Weiser's four-year-old son, Henry, was one of the first children vaccinated under the new authorization, and she spoke to New York One. Henry is a little sad because it hurt a little bit for him to get the vaccine, right? But you're so happy he's been waiting for two years to be able to be vaccinated. He finally joins his bigger brothers, right, and his mommy and daddy being fully vaccinated in our family. Soon you will be. And we've been waiting a long time. Registration for these shots at city-run vaccination sites began Tuesday as well, though administration of COVID-19 vaccines at those sites actually starts today. Parents today can begin using New York City's COVID-19 vaccine finder to find locations all across the five boroughs. The shots are being offered at 10 city vaccine hubs where the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine will be available for children aged six months through five years of age. Well, police are looking for a suspect in an armed holdup at a T-Mobile in the Gravesend section of Brooklyn. Surveillance video shows the gun-toting robber force a six-year-old boy and his parents at gunpoint into a closet as he raided a safe. The armed robbery about 8 p.m. last Thursday at Avenue X and West 1st Street. The robber ordered customers and employees to the floor, telling them, don't be a hero. Video shows this little boy wander over to the robber, apparently unaware of the danger, before his parents reached out to pull him away. A nervous store employee is seen frantically opening a safe. So this robber made off with about 100 cell phones, and you can take a look at this video as police search for this suspect. It's up on our social media and also on our website, wabcradio.com. Well, NYPD officers have begun patrolling city subway lines solo. That happened as of Monday night, according to Mayor Adams. The mayor said he did the same work as a young transit cop, and Adams said only certain stations would get these single patrols, depending upon the need. The mayor spoke to the New York Post. There's going to be some times before the way people felt is going to catch up to what they are seeing and feeling right now. This is going to be one of the top and the most safe transportation system in our entire country. The single patrol plan has drawn criticism, though, from Patrick Lynch. He's president of the Police Benevolent Association, the city's largest police union. Lynch says it will put officers and riders at risk. Former President Donald Trump is likely no longer in contempt of court for failing to comply with a subpoena in New York State Attorney General Letitia James' civil probe into the Trump Organization's business practices. 
In a letter filed with the New York State Court in Manhattan, a lawyer for James said affidavits filed by employees of Trump business appeared sufficient to lift an April 25th contempt order. The order led to Trump paying a $110,000 fine. Here's the former president speaking about the probe at a rally earlier this year. These prosecutors are vicious, horrible people. They're racists and they're very sick. They're mentally sick. They're going after me without any protection of my rights by the Supreme Court or most other courts. In reality, they're not after me. They're after you. And I just happen to be the person that's in the way. That's what they're after. Justice Arthur Engron, who had uh, found Trump in contempt, will decide whether to lift the order based on the attorney general's letter. James has for more than three years now been investigating the Trump Organization, which manages hotels, golf courses and other real estate around the world. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. 40% chance of showers today, cloud your high, 68 showers overnight, the low 64. Any rain should end by early afternoon tomorrow, mostly cloudy, the high 71. Right now, 66 cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. Well, the Rolling Stones rolling once again with 78-year-old Mick Jagger. The Rolling Stones rocked an energetic performance at Giuseppe Meza Stadium in Milan yesterday. Jagger making his return to the stage since contracting COVID-19. Jagger appeared in good health and high spirits. Jagger's COVID-19 diagnosis forced the Rolling Stones to postpone two dates on the 60 tour. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.